Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I take on heroes and villains with Kim Kardashian versus Taylor Swift, Melania Trump versus Michelle Obama, and DC Comics versus the Marvel Universe at Comic-Con. This shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Hi, friend. Hey, pal. <laughs> What's up? What's good? Nothing much. Just chilling. Just chilling. Um, just trying to sort through these receipts that Kim Kardashian provided uh, this week. Yeah. St- I mean, it's but really it, not fair because literally as soon as we left the studio last week, literally. As soon moments, as we left the studio, we were like, oh, this was. It was such a calm week. Yeah, like nothing, nothing happened. really dramatic happened. You know, all right, see you later. Oh well, yeah. Five minutes later, Kim Kardashian brings the Armageddon via Snapchat. Yeah. Well, so wonderful. I guess we can recap it this week. Yeah. I mean, there was a full week of discourse about this entire situation. So That's true. let's review. Let's, let's review. Let's just recap. First of all, I want to say. Like, for those of us who trade in pettiness and foolishness like we do, it mm-hmm. was supremely satisfying to see this takedown. And I know that she was I, sitting on this footage for, like, five months. And, of course, it was all part of her master plan, Kim yeah. Kardashian. And I'm Kardashianally, not like, contrived and collected. Yeah. So good. And I was brought to life so hard by all of the memes. Oh, the memes were real, real good. Yeah. Real, real good. My favorite was the Pokemon Go yeah. meme of Kim Kardashian catching the Taylor Swifticon. Yeah. And uh, got her good. Uh, my favorite was probably <laughs> the basketball one that you you sent me coming down oh, the court. driving down the line. And then yeah. and, and Taylor tries to go up for an alley-oop. And then Kim comes in, just denies her and takes her down from the hoop. Yeah. So that good. was a good one. So that good. good. That was a good. So, one. so dumb, okay. So good. Okay. So yeah. Basically, just break it down and give us a brief timeline of the drama. I mean, I don't think we have to start from the the video music awards, but I guess we can just kind of go from the release of Life of Pablo and then Kanye's song Famous, because this is yeah. where the sort of feud kind of reignited. Because they were really good, or they were in like a very they kind of fine. like fake phony friendship. Yeah. Now they would hug up and gram it on um at award shows, and they would right. smile for the cameras and be fine. Uh, and then you know, Kanye West released his art project, Life of Pablo, in January mm-hmm. or February, whenever it was, mm-hmm. and then released the song called "Famous," in which he says that uh, he feels like he and Taylor might still have sex because he made that bitch famous. Right, that's the line, the big controversial line, which is let's hit, new. let's let's just listen to the line. Okay. For all my South Side niggas that know me best, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why I made that bitch famous? Goddamn! I made that bitch famous for all the girls. Okay, so he threw that out there, right? Which is not new. I mean, Taylor addressed this. At the Grammys, which is my big issue with all of this, is she addressed this specifically. She heard the song. She won her award at the Grammys for Album of the Year, Regular Year, year, whatever it was. And she got up there with her fresh Anna Wintour bob. And And then she said this. And as the first woman to win Album of the Year at the Grammys twice, I want to say to all the young women out there, There are going to be people along the way who will try to undercut your success or take credit for your accomplishments or your fame. But if you just focus on the work and you don't let those people sidetrack you, someday when you get where you're going, you'll look around and you will know that it was you and the people who love you who put you there. And that will be the greatest feeling in the world. Thank you. Okay, so she did a girl power rally cry right. after 
this, you know, the release of this. And I think for the most part, people were like, all okay. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why, why, why does he keep rehashing this? Like, leave, leave Britney alone. I mean, leave Taylor alone. For sure. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, so I thought this matter was settled. Everyone kind of decided it was that, case closed. Yeah, I, Kanye I thought was that Judge Judy no brought the gavel down on this, mm-hmm. and it was done. Yeah, but apparently we were wrong. Apparently we were wrong um, because Kim Kardashian started making whispers over the past couple months that Taylor right. knew about this, and she did that interview where she was butt ass naked in GQ again and was like Taylor Swift playing the victim again because that's what she does. And right. to her credit. That is what she does. That's what she's been doing her whole career. She's built every, all the success that she has has been built on the notion of like victimization and, you know, having been done wrong by bad boyfriends. And she mm-hmm. picks up her guitar and writes a song and everyone thinks that Taylor Swift, American every girl, isn't yeah. she great? Um, and yeah, and Kim was like, well, you know, as you're looking at my bootylicious pictorial, let me just tell y'all something that in fact, this conversation was documented and recorded, and there were a lot of heavy hitters in the music industry, including Rick Rubin, have, that heard this conversation. Right. Taylor was there, and Taylor actually approved these lyrics. Right. And so she said this, and she said that we have the tape. And so a lot of people were like, ooh, Kim, girl, you better have this tape. You I don't know. Tape. And people were also thinking, oh, yeah, is she really going to go there and release the tape? Let's see it. Right. And so... A few more months passed. Nothing really happened after that. I think that did Taylor even say something after that? I think that maybe she probably like you know subtweeted her or something and threw right. some you know Taylor didn't, but shade. her lawyers for sure did. They were like, "You released oh. that tape, and we're coming after you because in the state of California, it is illegal to record somebody without their consent." And that's essentially what happened over this phone. Call. I, I never, I never consent to these conversations, and there's like forty. There's <laughs> so a ton. Yeah, my lawyer, my letter. My lawyer's coming tomorrow. Yeah. Secret, you just did, kidding. You, you didn't know that you're on a podcast. <laughs> I didn't know I was on a podcast. Well, Check, I thought there's we something just... I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. What's how to that break icon? It. You know, someone asked me the other day about our our icon, our you know, our, our logo, mm-hmm. and they were wondering what I was doing with my hands. And I was like, they're like, Are you playing some sort of invisible flute? And I said, <laughs> Maybe I am. I'm jamming to my own special tune. I always thought that was the look of exasperation. Right. Yeah. The, the play, yeah, that, yeah. Like, kind of like grabbing your hands. Sure. So, yeah, that's that's what it is. I'm exasperated, but it, I'm not playing it's the, the damn, flute. damn, damn. You're throwing the ball down, but you don't have a ball in your hand. It's charades. Right. You're charades. I'm, I'm being Florida from good times. I'm yeah. damn, damn, damning it. That's all. That's basically it. So, I'm not playing the invisible flute, everybody. Sure. Although I, I sometimes do in my free time. <laughs> so. Okay, so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a few more months go by. We don't see this tape. We don't see anything. Dust settles. Mm-hmm. But then the new season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians starts. Of course. Which is really when everyone should be on high alert. Rob Kardashian re- dropping bombs of his own. It's so crazy. This show is what in its 10, 11, 12th season? Yeah, it's it's like up there. I think it's 11 or 12. And still pulling out big stunts. I maintain that the show is not well done. I don't watch it, but damn with the stunts. But I think the stuntification is actually they've up there up there like up the ante on on the stunts. Oh, and for I think sure. they've incorporated a lot of sort of like the the real-time happenings of their lives, and they have perfectly timed it. Like, I feel like now something will happen in the, the Kardashian universe, and then, you know, we have about six weeks until we see the drama unfold on their show. Right. Whereas before, I think there was probably maybe six months or, you know, a year until the next season came out, and then we heard it and it was kind of old news. But it, they kind of keep it – they kind of keep the drama within the – in the news cycle, and they capitalize off of that because it's so, like, perfectly executed and linked up to the show. Yeah. But this was – this was this is like a, a, like a sort of level up in that sense because they were talking about the drama of the whole – tape thing and the the Taylor Swift approval and then Kim followed up with the sneak attack after the 8-7 central airing of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and released the actual video so she followed up with a one-two punch this week. So, so good. It's just so calculated. She is an assassin. 
she, she is, really she is, is black a social widow. media assassin. Yeah. She, for sure, I think Scarlett Johansson's yeah. character must have been based on Kim Kardashian. Or she picked up some notes from those Marvel movies. Anyway. But, you know, here's the thing. It did take five months to kind of come up with this plan, though. It's not like she hatched it in a week's time. But still, well, a very no. good plan. Well, it's because she, I'm sure the Kardashians pulled a meeting with all of their lawyers and said, this is what we're going to do. Are we clear? What's the fine? What's the jail time look like? Are we good? Mm-hmm. If we release it on, if we, if we release it on Snapchat, are we covered? Let us know. And so they got all their paperwork in order. Mm-hmm. She, she teased it in that interview. And then she, she got it notarized, went to Kinko's and made copies. Exactly. She went to legal zoom. She got it laminated. Mm-hmm. And then she went to Snapchat. And then she went to Snapchat and let it go. super smart, because Snapchat is probably not Kim Kardashian's strongest suit. She's big on Twitter, she's big on Instagram, but watch her blow up on Snapchat. I think this definitely changed her Snapchat game, for sure. And I think that prior to releasing the, the video on Snapchat, she tweeted, Hey guys, you should really follow me on Snapchat. Smiley face. Wink. Wink emoji. Oh, winky wink emoji. So good. Okay, so that was a good move. So, what do we have in this this video that she released? Well, let's listen to some. Let's shall listen we? to some clips. For all my Southside niggas that know me best, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. It's close to oh, well, this this one is. Uh, I think this is a really cool thing to have. Uh, thing to have. Uh, what I give a fuck about is just you as a person and as a friend. I want things that That's make sweet. you feel good. I don't want to do rap that makes people feel... Um, yeah, I mean, go with whatever line you think is better. It's obviously very tongue-in-cheek either way. And I really appreciate you telling me about it. That's really nice. Oh, yeah. I thought I just had a responsibility to you as a friend, you know. And, um, I mean, thanks, I mean... Thanks for being, like, so cool about it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know I about you, but that to me sounds like full consent, full approval. I think it sounds like she listened, uh, you know, he gave her a couple of lyrics. Like, now, listen, he never said bitch. And I think that that's the one point of contention that Taylor has now brought up. Yeah, is that she never that, too, because that's the point of contention I have with her little bullshit story. But go on. Oh, okay. So... Basically, we have her talking to Kanye, and it sounds like she's approving of this plan that he has. Now, this is the thing. You know, you always have that one friend that has, like, a crazy, you know, googly-eyed idea that they're really in love with. And you kind of just kind of – you look at them, and you go with it, and you're like, okay, and you give them a side-eye, and you're not really completely on board. Right. And I think that this is kind of what happened here. She was like, all right. I could, yeah, I could see that too. Because she didn't want him like jumping up on the next like stage, like yelling at her, like right. in a public event. So maybe she just felt like she had to kind of sign off on this because if not, it would fuel more drama. Maybe, maybe I can definitely see that logic playing out. It works, except that Taylor Swift doesn't strike me as a person who has difficulty saying no. And Taylor Mm. Swift, in the position she is in her career now, didn't have to take that phone call. She doesn't have to suffer anything from Kanye West. She's on top of the industry. Um, She, you know, sells this girl power brand of hers. She should stand Mm -hmm. up for herself. And she has no no, uh, problem saying no because she drew the line at like, oh, when Kanye suggested that she should release a song on her Twitter, co-sign it on her social media. And she was like, mm-hmm. no, I don't think so. Maybe you should do the, all of that yourself. And even if you're a crazy friend, when your crazy friend comes to you with a crazy idea, like this is my new get rich quick scheme, you say, yeah, that sounds cool. You go ahead and do you as long as you are not involved. But when they start to drag you into it, that's when you got to draw the line. That's when you got to draw the line. I don't you have, have a problem saying out. no. Like, I don't know if I can make it that day, but good luck to you in your in your life. Yeah, like, I no, I can't. I'm not going to have any of that body slimming tea because I know it's going to give me diarrhea for five days. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't want that. I have to no. go to work. Yeah. Just because you're getting like a 10% kickback, kickback doesn't mean my bowels are going to be jacked up for a week. Right. For and friendship? It, no, no way. Thanks. No thanks. Especially mm-hmm. for fake friendship no. like these two have been playing. And she doesn't yeah. sound like a hostage on that phone call. She sounds, no. she sounds happy and complicit. 
And the problem I have is because she she took this phone call, and then right after that at the Grammy, she jumped up, and we listened to her just now, and she said, people try to take credit for your fame, for your success, and your accomplishments. And she didn't say shit about being called out of her name. I mean, that song had been released at that point, so she heard the whole thing. And she so got now, it all. Flash forward to Kim, you know, performing an audit and coming up with the receipts. Right. And she got Kim, the QuickBooks out. She, sure she got did. all the backlogs of all the purchases mm-hmm. and she furnished the receipts. She did. She had her purchase orders lined up and uh, now she had a pivot it. table of all the of all, all she, the transactions. Mm-hmm. She took an, a, a course in Excel. And she That's right. She she auto summed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> justified it all to the left and that's when things went left yeah and now taylor swift wants to come out and she released her her instagram rebuttal which is basically that um where she raised the question where's the tape of her giving permission to be called a bitch there isn't tape fair enough that isn't i, I actually feel like that this footage exists because we just saw this snapchat story but why wouldn't they but the thing is why wouldn't they include that in the snapchat store why would she do you think that was just a a mistake did she not have enough seconds on the snapchat so she had to edit it down i don't know what the reason Kim was like in the editing suite do you think that she was on like you know video editor and she's like before i put this out let me just do some tweaks and tunes on it yeah i think she fired up the avid and she Mm -hmm. cleaned it up she sweetened the audio she did all of that that's right Gave everybody a nice forgiving filter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we didn't hear her say that it was okay for uh, for Kanye to call her a bitch, but that was never her problem before. And suddenly, this is the single thing that that is driving her outrage now. That's why she Yeah, so this is basically her, her safety. She's grasping her at safety. straws, and I'm not saying yeah. it's okay for Kanye to call her a bitch, but she signed off on that song and saying, well, he never played me the song. He's a fucking rapper. He told her the lyrics. The lyrics didn't change. The only thing we didn't hear was bitch, and that those words don't sound different with the beat behind them. She heard the mm-hmm. song. She did hear the lyrics. She was like, actually, I thought it was going to be in the key of E. It's like, no, she's he's rapping. Yeah, I didn't know you were going to so, put me in C sharp. I don't like mm-hmm. that. I'm more of a C flat kind of girl. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Well, it continues. They have just such a weird symbiotic fame driven, attention driven relationship that I don't think it will ever, ever end. But the sad thing is, is that like, I feel like it perpetuates like this strange kind of racial stereotypes and just issues of, you know, privilege. And it, it, it's just, it's, it's really strange. And I, you know, there are a lot of people that think that maybe this is a total PR stunt and they're all in on it. Fergie but then among them. if that's okay, yeah, Fergie among them, Fergie said that she thought they were all friends and, you know, hopefully they'll step out together at the MTV movie awards or something like that. Yeah. Somehow I don't think that that's going to happen. Probably not. Although I can't really think that they're in on this together. I mean, I feel like this week was pretty bad for Taylor Swift in terms of her her image and her PR. Yeah, between so, this and the the Calvin Harris stuff and everything else. Yeah, I don't necessarily buy the whole thing that this is they're in on this whole PR thing and they're doing it. Yeah, I agree. I think Taylor Swift likes to be more control in control of her image, and this was a big blow to her credibility. And yeah. the thing about it back because this all goes back to Beyonce. <laughs> Doesn't enough, it always? It always comes back to Beyonce. But when we go back, was it in two thousand nine at the original MTV movie awards when he jumped up on stage and was like Beyonce had the best video of the year? Um, for an award she didn't even care about, which is funny. Mm-hmm. But they came for Kanye so hard like his career never really recovered after that, you know? Yeah. And as, I mean he basically was do, wearing he was wearing the nipple pasty and Taylor was like the Justin Timberlake. It was the Super Bowl all over again. Basically, basically, except that Kanye was the perceived aggressor in that situation. And as happens with all black people who fuck up in the media, like with Chris Brown, they have to go and do this whole tour of contrition. Yeah. They have to do a sorry for 2004. Yep. Medley. Remember that song? <laughs> have to. Remember Ruben Stutter? I do song? remember Ruben Stutter. <laughs> For our listeners who have never heard of that before. Sure. For all the millennials who missed it. That's right. Sorry, 2004. 
Here we go. This year, I'm gonna take this one chance and make it real clear. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, sorry, in case I don't tell you. Tell you December, I'm sorry. So Kanye was sorry 2009. 2009 through 2016. Yeah, he went on Jay Leno. He apologized to Barbara Walters. He was infantilized so hard in front of the whole world because he wronged this this white girl, this innocent white girl, and she took off. I yeah, on that tape that Kim uh, put out, Taylor said, "Yeah, you didn't you didn't know who I was, but I sold seven million albums before that." But Taylor Swift wasn't the superstar she is now until Kanye West you jumped know, on that stage. Jumped on that stage. And drank a half a bottle of Hennessy and got kudunk and turned. Yeah. And had to express his opinions about B. Anyway. Well, well now all anyway. that she wants is to be left out of this narrative. It's all she's well, ever wanted since 2009, which I'm not sure is exactly true. Just leave yeah. me alone. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Of course, after we're done recording this, There'll be another Snapchat story that's released. Sure. Or like a a, a diss track from Taylor Swift. Bad Blood Part uh, 2. Bad Blood Part 2. Oh, man. Katy Perry needs to come on with her diss track, too. Well, she's about to rise. She's about to release the music video for Rise. Any? You have any interest in viewing that one? No. Nope. In fact, I feel well, like I've already seen it. But it was just so. promo clips from the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just Gabby Douglas doing backflips that you're <laughs> yeah, seeing. That was now, awesome. I mean, it is, you know, heroes and villains, heroes and villains. Continuing on with this theme, it was Comic-Con this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big deal. There was a Nerd lot. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Hit the button. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a lot going on in the world of superheroes and comic books and space travel. Well, so what is Comic-Con for people who might not know? Comic-Con is basically a convention for sci-fi comic book action adventure enthusiasts yeah and i guess they have and, them and in cosplayers too because i really think yeah. they have some secret like down low cosplay after parties too i don't think that they're down low i they're think not they're not down low they're, they're probably well, they're up high of, and in yeah, everybody's face their panels and everybody attends mm-hmm. sponsored by the studios so this is a big big event for film and television and it's basically kind of like the upfronts for super fans Pretty much. And they come and preview all their latest development and their giant projects. And so we yeah, got... Yeah, so we got a lot of previews yesterday. Yeah, a bunch of and new trailers. a lot of trailers. So I spent, like, the last couple like couple days just kind of looking through some of, you know, some of the uh, sort of, like, flicks and TV shows that are coming up for next year. Tell me, Any, though, that yeah. you were not excited about this Wonder Woman trailer. I am so excited about this Wonder Woman. Did you see Batman versus Superman? Yes, I saw Batman vs. Superman. And to be quite honest, she was the best part of that she show. She was so good. Yeah. The best part. Just like, I I mean, they did a really great job in casting Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I can't believe there was so much resistance from fans when she got cast. I, they were like, she I doesn't look like Linda either. Carter. She's great. Yeah, she's wonderful. And the trailer was spectacular. I, I'm really excited about it. It just had... All the bells and whistles that you could ever hope for in a superhero movie. This is the first female-led superhero flick, so it's got that going for it as well. Yeah, that's great. I'm also really excited about the costuming because it actually looks a little bit. It, it looks like it looks like they tweaked it, made it a little bit brighter, more vibrant. I mean, of course, you know when you have those like dark, sort of gothic filters that Batman versus Superman had. She just seemed like she had like gone through like L.A. smog. Yeah, you know, well, for, especially uh, for this like weekend, a, a the whole week. city was on fire. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, that stupid Zack Snyder puts his Instagram filter on everything, and that's why it looks so glum and dour. And it, people were like, "Why isn't this fun?" This mm-hmm. looks like it'll be fun. It looks way more interesting. She kind of, I think, has positioned herself, which I think will be good, as like the Captain America of the DC comic universe in in yeah. the Warner Brothers scheme versus yeah. Disney Marvel. So I hope it's it really definitely takes off. I think it will. I mean, yeah, it definitely does mirror Captain America just in the sense of the origin story. It seems like it's taking place in the same time period. Right. I think she's fighting in World she's War II. She's fighting II, Nazis, yeah. Or, yeah, they're, they're fighting Nazis. She's fighting Nazis. 
I have to admit that that part of like the preview, I was kind of like, haven't we been here already with the Captain America thing? I'm like, can't they? They could have put her in the 70s. Yeah. They have done like they can't they do another? It seems like every origin story has to start off in like the old, like the Great Depression or like World War II. I guess that's like the worst of times for us as an American people. Right. And you know, so I guess those sort of hardships really, really forge. A true hero. What if she slowed up? She showed up during slavery. How great would that be if she led? If she she led like a slave resistance. She was actually Rosa Parks. Or uh, you mean Harriet Tubman? That's what I guess. <laughs> Wait, I think you just you, you hit fast forward on the time machine. I Whoa! I got in my invisible jet. You yes, really Harriet did, Tubman. and I played my invisible flute. Uh, <laughs> she does like a yeah a Harriet Tubman Wonder Woman team up. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, then they'd have to cast like Lupita Nyong'o because, you know, with her 12 Years of Slave success. Yeah, this is she's great the only one that can really. Yeah. But unfortunately, Lupita is already cast in a superhero flick. She's so booked. she would be busy. Available. She's busy. I'm mad that we didn't have a trailer for this one for uh, the new Black Panther. Well, it just seems like they just finished casting uh they added michael b jordan to the cast they couldn't they put a cartoon also... together we couldn't see some uh clip, like... little clip show yeah a storyboard yeah storyboarding they should have talked to kim kardashian because she would have jumped on the avid and, and whipped them up a nice little trailer exactly put it on snapchat in fact that may be the snapchat that we see tomorrow right champion championing of uh, african-americans one snapchat of a t- at a time I like it. Kim Kardashian. I like it. I also like that Michael B. Jordan and Lupita Nyong'o are confirmed because now we're on track for black excellence. We are right on track. We're just ready to take off. Also, the actress who's in The Walking Dead. What's her name? No idea. The black one. <laughs> there, you know, actually, there's quite a wide range of diversity on The Walking Dead. I think it's why it's such a successful franchise. Oh, do you? There's plenty of diversity in a zombified world. Okay. In the real world, however, not no, so much. No, no, thanks. But in the zombie apocalypse, everyone's black, represented. brown, whites, everyone's terrified. Yeah. Um, Where were we? I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, we I were did. talking about Wonder Woman, and then we went off into Lupita World. Right. So easy to go off in Lupita World, but it's true. Um, so yeah, I think the Wonder Woman film looks really fun. Looks really exciting. Robin White Wright Penn is in it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really good. It'll yeah. be real, real good. I think it's gonna that's be not good. the only, and you know, that's not the only DC comic universe film that we got above uh, during this weekend. The Justice League trailer also came out. I believe that an enemy is coming from far away. I'm looking for warriors. This stranger. Others like him. I'm building an alliance to defend us. It's very important that I see this man. Barry Allen. Bruce Wayne. You said that like it explains why there's a total stranger sitting in the dark in my second favorite chair. He said he'll fight with us? More or less. More, more, or more or less? Probably more or less. He said no. He said no. I liked it. Okay. I All liked right. it. I mean, Zach's not just taking the notes. Good. I think this is a good course correction for them. Way, way, way improved in comparison to Superman versus Batman. I mean, it's I think light. Ben Affleck. It's got a little really fun to doesn't it. want to see another sad Ben Affleck meme sweep the internet where they're talking about how depressing the movie was. So I think he gave Zack Snyder some notes. Yeah. Which is so great. jokes, 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 fun, fun, fun. I mean, that's what comic books should be. Again, we've talked about this already. I mean, I think that there's a saturation point for all the sort of like gloom and dark dramatic elements in these movies. And it's time to kind of spice it up with a, like a, a chuckle here every now and then. Yeah. It looks so, like, they definitely made an effort to cheer up the brand, which is great because we don't need to see Ben Affleck glowering all over the all over the screen again. No, no, not at all. Plus, Jason Momoa, can we get started? Can we can, just can, get started? 
can we just get let's just please get the Aquaman movie right now. Yeah. I haven't seen any Aquaman news, but he looks great in this trailer. And maybe finally this will be his 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 launch po- like his launching point for his superstardom. I yeah. feel like he's had some starts and stops and he was really successful on Game of Thrones. Of course, everyone loves Khal Drago. Uh, and then he went on to do Conan, and then it kind of fizzled out a little bit. So hopefully this is kind of the, the reset button on on his sort of like, you know, career stardom. Yeah, Because you got to love Jason Momoa. Who you have to love Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet together. They, she needs to like be an Aquaman. Hot, steamy, patchouli, Whole Foods love. So much patchouli. Oh, there's so much patchouli and like like dreaded, dreaded hairs in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. But it's love. That's love. Sure. And eating with you your know, hands. Now that is such like Burning Man desire right there. That's the only way I'm going to Burning Man. If 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 Lisa Bonet is going, if you're going like in a, if I was going in a caravan with like Lisa Bonet, Jason Momoa. Lenny Kravitz and, and Zoe Kravitz. Right. I'd be on board. I would Let's be go. On board. Let's get I'd get in that RV. I I definitely throw my, you know, my my you know, my desert goggles on and get all tank girl with them. I totally would. <laughs> sure. and, and trade like rice krispie treats for, you know water. Water, water or whatever yeah. you do there. <laughs> what do they do there? What happens yeah, there? Struggle I'm struggling to survive. Everybody goes out there in a sidecar and a uh, like a dust storm. Yeah, why does everyone do that? Is that fun? This is another public event that we need to go to. So we need to go to Essence Fest, then we need to go to Burning Man. I I think we'll just go to Essence Fest twice. (laughs) (laughs) Until we confirm the Jason Momoa and the Kravitzes. Yeah, we'll just yeah we'll 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 just hold off for that. Well, I won't put that on the itinerary. I won't pencil that in yet. Yeah. But I am still quite curious about the Burning Man phenomena. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of like fire dancing. Sure. Flame throwing. You can go on and special it's assignment. Hot. It's in already Paris. too hot. It's too hot everywhere. Why would you incorporate fire into it? No, thank you. If anything, I want like an ice bath or something. And not in the desert where it's just going to turn to mud. Mm-mm. No. Everyone's filthy and stinking. Mm-hmm. No deodorant for miles. No. I can't do that. Listening to LCD sound system. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Can't do that. Can't do that. So yeah, Justice League looks really good. Definitely marked improvement from Batman Superman. Yeah. I'm definitely in. I'm ready to see it. Very curious about what's going to happen. Yeah, I was really worried that uh, Warner Brothers had fucked everything up with Batman v Superman, but it looks like they've done some some real course correcting, and they're on track to have like a legitimate rival to the Disney Marvel movies. Yep. Which, frankly, I'm tired of. Well, this is the thing. I feel like there's a there's such a sort of homogenousness to all the Marvel movies. They all kind of feel the same, and I think that you just get fatigued from seeing them. At least I'm. I I I saw that last Avengers and Captain America. It wasn't even an Avengers. Oh, oh, right. It was a Captain America, but it had. Everybody up in there. Yeah. Everyone was there. Except for Thor, which please give me some Chris Hemsworth. I mean, yeah, at least give us a little dollop of like some vanilla, right? Yeah. We have to go through all this. We might as well get some Hemsworth in in the equation. So, yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, it just seemed there's no variance in any of those sort of like the style, the theme, the tone, like nothing. Although... They did release the Doctor Strange trailer this weekend as well. Yeah. And now that's a, now I will say after having said all that, that seems like there's a little bit of variance there. Uh, because did you, did you happen to, because Benedict Cumberbatch is funny looking. Well, because yeah, exactly. Benedict Cumberbatch is like trying to be like a physical action star. Yeah. Uh, we don't need any bare chestedness from Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't. Think I know. I'm gonna need you to do like a, like at least ten push-ups before you. Can he be a superhero in a turtleneck? Because that's where I see him. Mm-hmm. I think he does have a high turtleneck on as Doctor Strange. Of and course. of course, just like every choir director, like in the '80s, <laughs> he'll have the cross coming out over the neck. Of the turtleneck? Sure. Did you, ever, did you have, like, a librarian, like, kind of rock that style? Maybe I'll bring that back. Yeah, maybe this fall. Yeah. 
This father's Harem pants and turtlenecks with a cross coming out the top, like just creeping out the cr- top there. Marvel's going to give you a superhero franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Call me Doctor know. Strange. This Doctor Strange kind of looks like The Matrix meets Inception meets Last Airbender with capes. Mm-hmm. Is that about right? Like Game of Thrones in there. Yeah. Resting of Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, I love right. Tilda Swinton, but I'm kind of bored. You're not, you're not interested. Well, here's the thing about all these Marvel movies. When they're first introduced, I'm always so disinterested. Like, I was sure Iron Man would be dumb. Captain America, I think, I thought would be awful. Uh, I never liked the Hulk. And then through, like, sheer production will, these movies turn out to be incredibly well done. They're, like, fully realized. And then I'm converted. So I expect to fully change my opinion in December or Christmas when this movie comes out. And I go Once it comes it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They always get you. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, there's no reason I should like that damn movie. Right now, I mean, because they're really kind of, like, scraping the outskirts of the universe now. They're getting kind of, like, the most obscure characters and casting them in movies, but they're still really profitable and successful. Yeah. They're doing something right. They're doing something. It's true. I mean, if they could just get their hands back on the more interesting superheroes, like, if if the X-Men uh, franchise reverted back to Disney Marvel control, I think we would get some really good X-Men movies. We'd get some really good Spider-Man movies, but they're like stuck at Sony and stuck at Fox. And and they're not going to be, I mean, and then how long is that deal in I, place for? I Years, think in perpetuity, probably. as long as they keep making them, they can continue to, to control the rights. But, and that's mm-hmm. why we get like Rocky Raccoon and, and Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Who the fuck that's is right. Captain Marvel? Who a Captain Marvel? Who well, is let me that girl? Me. I don't know her. Well, I guess we should get ready to get get to know her because, like you said, she just got cast in the new Captain Marvel series. So Captain Marvel, I don't know who this is. Yeah, me neither. And the problem is, I guess Captain Marvel has been like ten different people. It's been like Captain right. Marvel, Miss Marvel. I don't know her story. Like Martha Marvel. Yeah. Mary Marvel. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know Lunch her Lady story. Marvel. I I know Lunch Lady Marvel. Her superpower is tater tots, <laughs> and they're good. Yeah. Okay. So according to Deadline, <sighs> debuting in 1968 as a human companion to the original Captain Marvel, the space alien Marvel, Air Force pilot Danvers is Marvel's sixth character to use the nom de superheroism name. She developed superpowers of her own in a mid-1970s storyline and was given her own title, Miss Marvel, in 1977. <sighs> she was named Marvel's official Captain Marvel in 2012 in a tribute to the original. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm confused already, and I don't know how this is going to turn out. Yeah. I'm kind of concerned. I don't need to go into a, like a uh, superhero action movie with homework. Like, I don't right. need summer reading. Just catch me up. What is it? I don't need another like Captain America origin story. Just jump right into the superheroes and work it into the exposition. Yeah. I don't know. I, of all the female superheroes in the Marvel Universe, to pick Captain Marvel as their first like female-fronted film seems a little bit questionable to me. And especially after just seeing like, you know, the Wonder Woman trailer. Is this gonna be is this gonna work? Well, they've got a lot of time to figure it out. And, I mean, I think that casting Brie Larson is a really good look. I mean, she's coming off of her win uh, for um, for Best Actress uh, last year at the Oscars. So I think people will definitely see it just for the simple fact that this is Brie Larson in the, the title role. Maybe. She really doesn't do anything for me. She does. However, so okay, remember right. Halle Berry in Catwoman. You know I'm what just, I was thinking? I was remembering, and I didn't want to curse her that way. I mean, Brie, I don't Brie care girl. for Brie Larson so much as an actress, but I don't want to curse her career. Listen, I think Brie Larson's indestructible. Remember, she did release that single, and she then <laughs> followed up and won an Oscar like five years later. I That's think Brie's going to be all right. She can do whatever she wants. She can. That, yeah, Just Brie does don't put on any cat ears. If there are any questionable costume choices, Brie Larson. Don't fight like, you know, supervillain Susan Sarandon, the cosmetics, you know, <laughs> CEO who was like using whatever that like, you know, intergalactic serum to keep her <laughs> pores closed or whatever she was doing. 
yeah, whatever she was up to that day. Anyway. Anyway, were there any other highlights from uh, Comic-Con? I don't think so. There's that Legion trailer, but I really don't care. Do you care about that? I thought it looked good. Okay, let's talk about it. I thought the, uh, I was like, why does this, um, why does the Legion trailer for this FX series look better than half of the X-Men movies that have come to the big screen? That's certainly true. I mean, in terms of, like you were saying, looks really high. It looks really, you know, nicely stylized. However, I don't think they're going to do any sort of X-Men tie-in with this show. This is kind of like set in its own parallel universe. It's its own thing. That's fine. I think it's going to be like their agents of steel, agent Marvel's agents of shield kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what it is. Cause actually the, the lead character in this Legion series is the son of professor X oh. in the X-Men comics. That's Interesting. right. Mm-hmm. I did not know. I only watched the trailer and I didn't do any research. And I was oh, like, okay. So yes, I saw, um, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza is She's there stuck in, in there the- for a split second doing a funny little dance. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm here for this. Also, uh, Hamish Linklater. Do you know that guy? I'm sorry. What? That sounds like an Ikea furniture. Hamish piece. Linklater. He's, mm-hmm. He was the, the guy conducting the interview. Um, like the psyche oh, okay. battle. He, okay. he, he's that actor from new adventures of old Christine featuring my favorite superhero, Julia Louis Dreyfus. So I love that guy. And I'm going to watch this show when it comes out. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> You know what? Let's move on. <laughs> All those references just kind of went uh, over my head. As soon as you went to, like, Hamish Haberdashery, <laughs> I was like, is this, are we talking about Harry Potter right I, now? I don't know. Or? Well, we already, we breached the subject with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought we were, we were speaking the same language. I thought we were fluent <laughs> and yeah. funny-faced, funny-named actors. Oh, well, we've met our quota for this week's episode. I guess so. so. We've exceeded on. it, obviously. Woo. Yeah. Hmm. Well, since we're kind of doing the Universal Studios tour of, you know, of movies and franchises, we might as well go on down to the Psycho House. Yeah, this is interesting. So making their return to acting, mm-hmm. none other than Rihanna will be... Acting, giant air quotes. <laughs> Rihanna will be joining the cast of Bates Motel in season five, playing who? Marion Crane. All right. Interesting. So Mary Crane for, again, those people who may have never seen Psycho, who's she? She is Janet Lee's character from the original Psycho. She's the one who gets stabbed in the shower. In the shower. Okay. Okay, interesting. Okay, so now I know that you have a little bit of concerns about uh, the um, acting abilities of Rihanna. I now, think we all since do. She is... I, and since she is playing this character, I mean, there aren't much, you know, there isn't much dialogue. She's just going to be screaming up in the shower, right? Yeah, maybe all the part calls for is like side eye and stabbing. Maybe I think like that's a, it. A, a lot of non-speaking. Mm-hmm. Probably a few as and oos. Yeah, like when she screams, she's going to be like ah 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 ah. Yeah, and I think it'll be perfect. It'll be a remix. Yeah, it'll be a remix. It'll be glorious HD. Now, is she going to wear a shower cap in there? Well, let's keep it really real for, like, realness continuity's sake. Now, is she going to really get in that shower and mess <laughs> up the not, weave? Let's not. She's, she's going she's gonna to pull a Sierra in. Mm-hmm. Give me that. She's going to pull a uh, Carrie Washington in Scandal. She's going to get mm-hmm. And she's g- going to get the lace front wet. She's going to get the lace front wet. She's going to have to. Yeah, she's going to have to. She's going to have to. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, I'll tune in just for that, honestly. I don't even yeah. care about have the, you, the, the iconic this, scene. This like, what's before? she going to do in the shower with a do? Have you seen any of the Bates Motel? I've seen the first season. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I saw the first season, too. This is like the fifth or sixth season, right? Uh, this will be the final season that's coming up, season five. Yeah. Um, I guess I need to catch up. I don't think so. I yeah. need to just. I've seen the movie. I get the We've gist. seen the movie. I, I mean, you can either watch five seasons season. of this, or you can watch the original and just take 90 minutes to kind of see what happens. Or you but, can watch the remake with Vince Vaughn in the turtleneck. That's right. And Anne, and Anne Heche, before she was uh, 
Celestia. <laughs> yes. Before take on the, the Janet take on the Janet Lee role again. So yeah. You got a lot of options. Some, that, that's that would be an interesting conversation. Do you think that like Anne Hayes and Rihanna are gonna go to lunch to talk about this role, maybe? I doubt it. Mm. I doubt it. I think Anne Hayes is probably somewhere serving lunch. It's <laughs> my guess. <laughs> um so that's just not gonna happen. Right. But this, I feel like Rihanna's taking a page out of Lady Gaga's book. So this is kind of like her American story. This American is her, horror story. Yeah, this is her American horror story following a underperforming album. Yep. You go straight to TV work. Right. So you can rebuild your fan base, make them kind of forget about the missteps of the album. Yeah. And then, well, we don't know. I mean, it's kind of dot, dot, dot there for Lady Gaga. She still hasn't released an album yet. So, right. But she did just break up with her man. That's something. That's that's a bummer, I think. Yeah, I kind of like, I like them together. Yeah. It's a very interesting coupling. Because at first you were like, really? Right. But then as time went on, they kind of made sense together, she and Taylor Kinney. Yeah, I always like the idea that, like, at the end of the day, Stephanie Germato took off her lace front and went home to her, like, smoking hot, prematurely gray, old man, teenage husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old is Taylor Kinney? I'm th- he I think he's probably, like, like, 45 or 25. He's probably, like, 28. I don't think he's very, he's, I don't think he's very old. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a nice little relationship there. Well, hopefully they may, they'll get back on track. She announced on her Instagram that they were just taking a break and they're like any other couple trying to just figure out their situation and their issues. So Do we know what happened there. Was it anything? I don't think, I don't know. I, they, you know they, and that's kind of one of the really interesting things about their relationship that she kept it very private. And I think prior to that, I mean, you think of her and on her Twitter and just being very, kind of open and overexposed. Right. This is one part of her life that you didn't really get much of a glimpse of. So except for the time they had sex on that magazine magazine cover. Oh yeah. But then they would do like the polar bear club every year too. And then, you know, right. Lady Gaga would be out there in like a lace front and a trucker hat and then she'd like douse herself in the the icy waters of, you know, the Hudson. Just and then like run us. back out. Just like us. Yeah. That's love. That is love. Oh, well. well, hopefully it all works out. Hopefully she releases yeah. an album that's good. This Mark Ronson project, I hope. I actually hope gets her back on track because I like her as a musical artist. Yeah. Well, other super women in the news this week, Michelle Obama did carpool karaoke. Those Obamas love to be on TV. They, re- You know what? I think I know what's happening once they leave the office. They're going to... You know, they're going to take that helicopter right out of the White House and they're going to drop in with an O-Network reality show. Ooh, keeping up with the Obamas. Oh, I wish. No, I don't think that will ever, ever happen. But you're right. So they really good. do. They do like this, like guest guest moments on television, don't they? They're all so good, though. <sighs> they're they all, they are, are really so good. good. I'm going to miss having a super cool president and first lady and first family. Yeah, because they're it's so gonna be smart. A they're so poised. I mean, who cares that we lost the Huxtables? Who cares that Bill Cosby fucked it up? Because we have the Obamas, and they're real we life. do. Yep, we do. Yeah, Michelle Obama is the ultimate Claire Huxtable. She really is. I mean, I think that she is sort of the the model for for Claire Huxtable, really. Yeah, in some some weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did carpool karaoke with James Corden, and what did you think? I thought it was amazing. It was yeah, great. It was pretty fun. It was a fun ride around the White House because, you know, they couldn't let her out right. of the compound. Right. So they basically just kept circling the motor, like the, he had the, to drive the, the motor pool. Yeah. LA to DC. And it rang. Yeah. <laughs> and they sang like Stevie Wonder and Beyonce. And Beyonce, they put rings on it. They laughed. Missy, Missy, Mr. Mina jumped in the back seat. And she didn't want to leave. And she didn't want to leave. Yeah. They had to kick her out. Right. This Uber ride is over. Yeah. This is an Uber share. <laughs> Sorry, Missy. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. It was fun. Do we have anything else to say about that? Yeah, I don't think so. That was, that was yeah. nice. I like that. That was nice. Ding. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just see. Was there anything else? Um, there, there's the Melania Trump thing from the Colbert 
video. Sure. Do we? Yeah. Do we? Yes, I mean, it's talking like about first this, ladies. This week's theme is like superhero, super women, and like super villains, and like you know. Yeah. Is Melania Trump a super villain? I don't know. Well, she's she definitely kinda, like a cat. Yeah. She's the cat burglar. She is the cat woman. She's like a cat burglar. Yeah. She 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 stole a couple quotes from Lady O's 2008 DNC speech. Yeah. Now, now that that was a stunt. That was that was a prank, right? Because there's no way that was an accident. I feel like somebody did that to her on purpose. I think that this was like I felt so bad for poor Melania. I think it takes a lot of guts to get up on that stage. She hasn't really done much public speaking during the entire presidential campaign. And then to get up in front of a million, you know, millions and millions of Republicans at the RNC convention and make this speech had to have been terrifying for her. Well, sure. And because all those super crazy Trump supporters are terrifying. Yeah. And so then to make this speech, have done it, and then discover that you basically repeated word for word portions of Michelle Obama's speech has to be horrifying. I can't imagine that she was like in her palatial Trump tower, like, you know, boudoir, watching old tapes of Michelle Obama give this speech and then copying it word for word on a notepad. I don't think, I I honestly can't believe that she would have, she'd have the gall to do that. Or would she? Maybe they're all just crazy. Yeah, maybe. And it's just like the messiest campaign ever. And she's like, all I have to do is use the this the thoris, the thoris, the thoris. <laughs> this is really and offensive. change word and make my own speech. Right. She googled uh, convention speeches by first wives. Mm-hmm. Michelle Obama was the first one that came up, and she was like, "I like this. I'll take it." Now, mm-hmm. here's the thing: because she kind of got caught up in her own Swiftgate moment, because she made the rounds in media saying that she wrote the speech herself. She did it right. with as little help as possible. Um, she wrote it herself. <sighs> okay. She's not making the case. No. For so, not being her fault. N- yeah, not at all. For not being aware of, of the fact that it was plagiarized. Right. So, like, sure, I'm not mad at her for saying that she did it herself. Obviously, we all know that that's not possible. Like, no, right. nobody writes their own speech. She had a speechwriter. Fine. Yeah. So, this, this woman, this person on the Trump uh, payroll uh, wrote the speech for her, the speechwriter. And I guess in their, her conversation with Melania said that Melania was giving her sort of inspirational quotes and things that she likes. And instead instead of reworking the words that Melania gave her, she mistakenly kept them all in the original text in the speech. Hmm. Hmm. So that woman got scapegoated and she got fired. Side eye all around. Now, that's problematic to me on a couple levels because, A, it's illegal that to have someone who is not working on the campaign, it's like an outsider, contribute to the campaign in a material way, which this woman did by writing the speech for her at the convention. That's mm-hmm. problematic. Um, secondly, I don't believe that that was Melania Trump's first reading of that speech. There's no way she went up there and gave a cold reading of a convention center speech. And no, she practiced that. A he couple of times that. in the mirror, oh. at the prompter, at the podium. She read it to Donald. And if she did, in fact, give the speechwriter these inspirational jumping off points, she should have recognized that they were for verbatim still in the speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a whoopsie moment. I mean, there's been whoopsie so many. Doodle. Whoopsie doodle. Yeah. Mm. But again, nobody seems to care. It's not slowing down that Trump train. No one care. No one seems to care. It yeah. just, it just is gonna like, just keep going. Now, the Mel Gibson conspiracy <laughs> theorist, me, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> have thought that the uh, Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift, Kanye gate is just a distraction from from the politics and from the election. And just okay. like how, remember when like Britney Spears shaved her head during the two thousand eight election? I was like, Mm-mm, this is some kind of setup. <laughs> Everybody, oh yeah, stay focused, eyes on the prize. Think about the issues. Don't think about Britney's breakdown. Interesting. This is all orchestrated. And here we go again. Yeah. Here we go again. So uh, anything exciting happening this weekend? 
Well, yeah, yesterday uh, was Jack's birthday, Jack, my partner. Uh, so uh-huh. we went up happy to... Birthday. Happy birthday. July birthdays. Everybody's got a July birthday. That's right. We're sensitive and... Yeah. Well, actually, no, the, he's well, a, no, is he he's, a Leo? He's a Leo, yeah. So Yeah, he's a Leo. He needs so. a lot of attention. Um, mm-hmm. So we went up to the super slide here in Los Angeles. The U.S. Bank Tower is, I think, the okay, tallest now I've heard building a, this side of the Mississippi. So it's the tallest. I've heard a lot about this whole super slide thing. It's so. pretty interesting. It is the okay. tallest, highest observation desk, deck in California. So we go up to the top, and they... Uh, installed this super slide that they're calling it. It's like this glass slide that takes you outside of the building and you uh-huh. slide down between floors outside onto this open air observation deck. Oh, no. No. Nope. Yeah. So basically you climb into it and you can see 70 floors to the street. Right, that, it right doesn't go you. down 70 floors, right? You don't no. like slide down 70 floors. It's, it's like, not. I think it's a 40 it's- or 50 foot slide. Uh, okay. And it's only between the 70th floor and the 69th floor. So you're only really going one floor. It's about maybe a 12-foot drop. Oh, I thought there was just like a Tower of Taylor, Terror situation <laughs> no. where you just like basically plunge to your death on a big glass slide. No, no, no. You don't have to sign a waiver or anything. It's like it's fine for all ages because otherwise okay. I wouldn't have been up there doing it. And well, that's why I thought it was fine. But let me explain to you the fiasco that unfolded. Um, Uh oh! Because we go up there, we stand in line, and there are probably eight to ten millennial children, like girls, in front of us, and they're all lining up, and they're with their parents, and they're snapchatting and high fiving and uh, jabber jawing the whole time, and they all go down. You get handed like this magic carpet, so it's not like a bare ass on this (laughs) plexiglass slide sticking, and you get stuck in the middle. You get handed like this magic carpet, so everybody slides down smoothly, right? So Mm -hmm. they all. That wasn't one of those sacks because that's what i used to remember at like the fair they they you go on one of those old scratchy potato sacks and then you got like the, the fibers up your butt after you like slid down the, <laughs> sure. you know, the super slide you're pick, picking bristles out of your backside exactly it for like the rest of the next two days it's actually this really nice kind of felt plush sort of oh slide. so you got like a velour potato sack yeah it was very nice but How all LA. 10 of these LA. girls go down they sit down indian style and they slide down incident free um, all of them. And so I get mine, I follow suit, and I go in and sit down, and I sit Indian style on the thing, and the guy says, oh, no, no, don't sit that way, sit this other way. Uncross your legs and have them sort of, like, tucked in front of you and oh. hold on to the front of the thing. And I know going into it that this feels <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I feel like your center, center of gravity was already off. As soon, yeah. as, as, soon as you say get on your knees, you're right. already kind of teetering like sure. to the front. Yeah. yeah, I should have known, like, I shouldn't have been mm-hmm. up there 70 feet above the earth anyway. But I knew mm-hmm. I was like, but I just watched all 10 of those girls do it this one way. You're, you're sure that I should do it this way. He's like, yeah, do it this way. You'll be fine. Hold on to the front. And go when you're ready. And so I go. And of course, I don't don't get halfway down before my magic carpet starts to spin. And I spin oh. around in the tunnel backwards and then i oh, no. flip over backwards like oh no gabby douglas in a, in a salad spinner and i oh, come no. tumbling out the other side onto the observation desk and everybody the observation desk deck and everybody out there literally gasps so the 10 girls basically snapchatted your fail oh your yeah yeah, yeah. i'm fail. trending somewhere on snapchat right now oh no yeah. oh no and they were all like, are you okay? Are you okay? And here's the thing. I'm 6'5", 200 pounds. So when I lose control of this body, it's a big deal. And I knew I shouldn't have been up there, but I thought it was Especially fine. 70 stories up in the air. Yes. Anyway, so it was a big, big fiasco. It well, was fun. I, hope I recommend it. But if they tell you to get on your knees to slide down that thing, don't listen to them. It's a lie. Yeah. It's a setup. Just it's a trap. Just cross leg. Sit cross leg. Make sure that you're grounded and balanced because it goes faster than you think. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> but next week, I'm hoping um, to make up for it because the thing that I really wanted to do on Saturday, I wasn't able to do. So I had to make Which- reservations to do it on Thursday to have dinner at this thing called, and I know Jack is not listening to this, so the surprise will not be ruined, but it's called Dinner in the Sky. In- 
you wait, you guys are very like you know you like to like these death defying feats. Can't yeah. you just like stay on the ground for a minute? Like, well, every year for his birthday, I tried to do something adventurous, and okay, we did jet skis one year, we went parasailing one year. Um, so this year we're doing uh, this dinner in the sky thing, where essentially you go and sit at this table, this table with like. 15 other people that gets mm-hmm. pulled into the sky, 15 stories into this mm-hmm. open air by this giant construction crane. And they serve you a meal and it's going to be at the beach over the water. And I think it will be lovely. I don't think I could keep my food down. Yeah. If that was, if that was the case. Well, if this ends up being the final episode of this dummy, you'll know, <laughs> we'll why. know, you'll know what, what happened. You'll know exactly what happened. Search for the headlines. <laughs> All right, well, good luck. Yeah. And blessings with that. Blessings. Romantic dinner of yours. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffrey. As always, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and if you feel like you need to talk, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. We'll see you next week. Yeah.